You're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to the SBNY Podcast on Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the Sports Blog New York Podcast. Joining me today, I have Alec Argento and Andrew Kalanya on the program, my two baseball gurus, my baseball guys I turn to to talk all things MLB, Mets, Yankees, and everything in between. And today, if you can't guess or if you didn't read the title for whatever reason, we're talking Astros cheating Yankees, Mets, and Carlos Beltran. Because unfortunately, the MLB's top storyline that's been able to catch the national news spotlight is not a positive one. Even with the free agency stuff and Garrett Cole to the Yankees and, and some good stories for the MLB, the overarching black eye remains, or not remains, but becomes a big deal with this cheating scandal with the Houston Astros. Now, the bulk of the punishments, maybe all the punishments have been given out, but one very important player in this, and I say player, and that means a multitude of things because he was a player, but is now a manager, maybe, of the New York Mets. Carlos Beltran is still unscathed at the moment of recording this podcast. We recorded the podcast around 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. I'm recording this intro late Thursday. It's almost 12.30 now. No news yet on Beltron. There's not going to be anything now. But the news is coming. And it may be coming quick. And hopefully it is coming quick as we do discuss. But a lot of things to talk about here with this cheating scandal. Uh, where does it lie in, in sports scandal history in the MLB specifically? What does it mean for those other players? A.J. Hinch, uh, the GM of the Astros. How do the Yankees somehow always get dragged into this? Alex Cora and the Red Sox situation. And then, of course... What will the Mets do with Carlos Beltran? It is a very fascinating topic. I couldn't be happier to have Alec and Andrew here to talk to me tonight or this morning, wherever you're, whenever you're listening to this. Um, it was really a fun episode, so stay tuned. We talked about a lot of stuff. We debated stuff, and we tried to give our best two cents on this entire situation and what the Mets should do because that really is the most important thing at this point. What the hell are the Mets going to do? But Sports Blog New York Podcast, if you like what we've been hearing, don't be bashful. Subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars. Drop a little uh, thought, maybe a take. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, but nonetheless, a great episode is coming. Again, Andrew Kalanya, Alec Argento, and myself, Peter Kennedy, right here on the Sports Blog New York Podcast. Now, all you have to do, sit back. I don't know. Relax. Get in your car. Get on a bus. Take a walk. I don't know. Just listen up, because this is a great one. MLB, Mets, Yankees, Astros, cheating scandal, right here, SBNY Podcast, right now. Let's get it. Here we go, Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Joining me, my co-host for today, my baseball experts, my Yankee experts, and in this case, my Carlos Beltran experts. First off, Alec Argento. What's up, dog? Oh, said, dude. Big, uh, big time friend of the program, co-host of the program. Welcome back to your first 2020 episode. Oh, yeah. And what news we have to start it out with? Or news, maybe just rumors right now. We're going to get into it. Well, we and gotta, We got to talk news of what happened in the MLB. True. There is news and there are rumors. They're together and separate at the same time. Uh, you'll, If you don't already know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Astros and all the parties. It's in the title uh, card, dude. It is in the right. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it, there's no title card yet, Alec, all right? Let me get to the next guest here first, all right? Uh, also joining us, myself and Alec, is our other baseball expert, our blog, blogger extraordinaire, Andrew Kalanya on the line. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy New Year to you. I'm sure you may have been disappointed uh, to see the punishment. I know Alec was very disappointed in the Astros punishment. Do you kind of uh, share some of those same thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, at... at my my initial thought was, you know, uh, the managers and the the people up top. Uh, I think the you know I think the term is the shit flows flows downstream. You know, so I think right. it starts at the top. It starts at the top. Uh, you know, the the management. Uh, you know, getting fired, just everybody getting let go at the same time, and getting that suspension. Uh, I think that's a pretty strong message. And then them firing ownership, a uh, fining over ownership to the maximum allowed of you know five million dollars. That's a, you know, I mean, 
to a billion, someone who's worth $4.5 billion, $5 million is really not a whole lot. But, right. you know, it was the stiffest penalty that Rob Manford could could give. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fair point. It's a good it's a good addition to it. I mean, the, the max penalty as far as fine, uh, the biggest one ever. It's a good point. But I think there was some letdown for especially Yankee fans and, you know, some of the other fans of contenders who lost to the Astros or just missed out on a World Series themselves. Uh, one year and a firing of the managers doesn't seem to give satisfaction to those fans whose teams lost at the hands of this cheating Astros team. But it's almost something that uh, we're going to get into it much more deeper once we really start breaking things down. But it's, it's such a hard thing, really, uh, to make up for. It's kind of like with Reggie Bush. Like, you want to take away his Heisman? Go ahead. He still won that Heisman. And even if it says an asterisk in the book, like, it's it still happened. It's still there. You couldn't say that World Series didn't count. I mean, you could technically, but everybody knows who won it. You can't give it to somebody else. So it's a complicated process, and obviously some of the other things that uh, we're going to get into tonight is Carlos Beltran, the manager of the Mets, maybe for long, maybe for only another couple hours. Uh, we're not really sure, but we will break that thing hold down there. And then also just perspective on a team like the Yankees as we, as we move forward and how they should feel about going into the next year of baseball with Can the Astros. We dance on the graves of the Red Sox a little bit too. And yeah, and the Red Sox get get brought into this too. And Alex Cora, there were some really strange sound bites out of Alex Cora. Oh, we'll talk. About when you that. go back to it and listen and see the wink and all that stuff, it gets very, very weird and, and tricky. Yeah, uh, he had a, he had like a he had a shitting grin on his face when he was giving that speech, uh, that World Series speech in 2018. He's talking about uh, going into Yankee Stadium and then going into to Houston and then you know going to Dodger Stadium and the Red Sox dominating and like oh man it couldn't it, the, it, what happened to him couldn't have happened to a more smug 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 man and it makes it makes me happy and warm and fuzzy on the inside and Hint said like it was a oh it's a joke it's not a, it didn't happen blah, 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 you know but, but before we get into that I just want to mention we're going to wait towards the end of this podcast to uh, start talking about the Mets and the Beltron situation just because as we record this, it's Wednesday night, it's 9.20 p.m. Uh, we do want to see if there is any way we could get more information by the time we really dive into the Beltron Mets situation because there is a chance, and Andrew will go- jump into it in a bit, um, that he can be fired while we're recording uh, at 9.20 p.m. on a Wednesday night. So we're going to save that for the end of the podcast. We're going to jump into the other stuff, uh, but quick wrap-up. On the intro, Alec Argento at Alec Argento ESPN covers the Houston Oilers, Seattle Supersonics, among some other teams. Uh, and Andrew Kalani is at Swarles Barkley on Twitter as well. He's a very occasional fantastic blogger when he dusts off the keyboard, but he's a family man. He's got a son now. I'm not sure how much time he got there, Andrew. Yeah, it's uh, it's my uh, my blogging days are you know again my 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 hands are they're very crampy at the moment. I can't <laughs> I can't I can't type. So they're covered in diapers and poop and you oh. know I don't want to dirty the keyboard. That's I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to dirty the keyboard. Yeah, that's the second time you brought up poop, by the way. Um, and you know, sometimes it, it goes down your leg and just comes out in your shoes. It's just, Listen, it's, it's, it's just, it's just my life now. Okay, it's just one, yeah. just one constant wave after another. So just, it's just en- encapsulated my whole life. Just as much as this scandal has encapsulated baseball. That's a very good point. And way to bring it back in, Andrew. You're a true professional over there. So let's start breaking this down. Uh, Andrew really broke down before what the punishment actually was for the Astros. I didn't give Alec a chance to sound off on the situation. Uh, I did preface, maybe spoiled how he felt, but if you know Alec, you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you may have guessed how he felt. So Alec, here's the floor. It's yours. How did you feel when you first heard about this punishment? And now, with some time in between, how do you feel now? Yeah, and and me and Andrew really went, we were talking about it last night on Twitter. Uh, I don't think there was anything I was going to feel happy about with this, right? I mean, unless you can do the vacated titles and, and... you know, uh, I, I think really what it was for me that really upset me was the fact that we are not uh, punishing any of the players. And, and I, I get it. You want to whether it's, the, you know, the MLB Players Association blocking any punishment because they're the most powerful union in the world or that it's, you know, just the idea of wanting to get immunity so that you can actually get the facts out there. But it bothers me in the fact that 
there is precedent. You know, the the MLB is not afraid to find people uh, or suspend people. You know, how many how many d- uh, domestic abuse uh, uh, suspensions are there in a year, or um, or you know, gambling suspensions, lifetime bans, or uh, or just you know, PED stuff, and, and and rightfully so, right? If it's against the rules, it's against the rules. But this is against the rules. You can't. It's it's you know, if you're in a working environment and you know your team is doing some shady shit, right? If if the, everyone's committing fraud, it's not just the manager who gets it right the manager should get it because he's the one who is overseeing it he or she is the one who's overseeing it but you know the employees are the ones that are actually committing the crimes so you need to see some kind of vindication there i mean jose altuve is not giving back his 150 million dollar contract right uh these rings are still there that flag's still flying and you know teams like you know yankee fans dodger fans the players themselves of course like they're not going to feel vindicated whatsoever here so i and the idea that we find uh, they were fi- uh, the Astros were fined five million dollars being the max is like it's a joke too because who developed that system the owners because the commissioner serves the o- the owners right so you're just there's no real punishment there uh, in, in that respect and those draft picks that they lost it's the MLB draft is the crapshoot of all crapshoots and then. You know, these are going to be low-level picks anyway because they, they went to the World Series last year, right? And it's going to be the end of the round, and next year, it, it, it's it's just it, – it's not enough, right? And and I'm happy in the respect that you, you kind of get a pseudo-lifetime ban for, for Luno and Hinch most likely because they're pretty much blacklisted in, in the MLB, and they're not going to get jobs at least in the next 10 years or so, right? So I, I'm happy with that, and definitely Cora. Um, yeah. But even then, like a year-long suspension is nothing. At the end of the day, right? And yeah. Pete Rose can't can't go into the uh, to the Hall of Fame still. I know it's like a kind of a, 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 a you know a, a hacky thing to say, but I mean, it's, it's I, true. I was going to bring it up at some point because I don't think it's that hacky, but we'll get in, into that uh, more later. I I think and, the the number one thing I hear when I hear you talk about it that I agree with the most is like the placating of blame. So it's not like it is. There's not a strong enough punishment on any individual group or person. Like there's not, it's not strong enough on the manager. It's not strong enough on the GM. It's nothing on the players. It's not quite strong enough on the ownership and all that together doesn't make it strong enough. And there, but is there something that could have been done? Like if this entire team got a seat, like the the Houston Astros got canceled for a season. Like, is that, (laughs) is that going to make people happy? I'm not sure. Andrew, what do you think about what Alec had to say? Uh, See, uh, to go back to the, to the, the point of AJ Hinch and Lou now being blackballed, I, I, I can see, Hinch being, I mean, Hinch was one of the top managers in, in baseball, but I feel like people would want to stay away from the stink since he's more public facing. But if Luna, I, I can see Luna getting picked up by some organization saying, wow, he, he built the Astros who are this powerhouse and development and analytics and i can i can 100 see him getting picked up um but it's the by, optics of it right it's, it's yeah but it, you know it's it's the same thing with any kind of talented player you know you're 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 willing to look past you know the browns picked up odell beckham because he would you know he's a great player right despite, and he comes with he comes with baggage and he comes with headaches and he comes with all other things i think it's no different especially someone who's so ahead of the game uh in analytics um but i think when you're when you're talking about uh, suspending suspending players or unless you're going to do some kind of blanket everyone on that would that played on the 40 man roster gets the certain amount of fine and but then but then you're you're trying to differentiate or if somebody's going to get fined more like hey we don't know exactly how how much this worked and how much it, it you know it yeah. worked enough for them to do it for at least a full season most likely oh. two full seasons so i mean oh ab- absolutely yeah, but that's a good point like Jose Altuve won an MVP, right? And you look at that that season between Aaron Judge and Altuve. Uh, it was even with the way it was, Aaron Judge could have won that MVP conceivably, right? Granted, yeah, now he, if Jose Altuve wasn't cheating, doesn't that put it even more in Aaron Judge's favor? It's almost unfair to say because it's not like these players weren't talented, you know. So granted, they were getting helped or they were using the system that they thought was that's helping the same them. Same argument for PEDs, right? A Rod, A Rod, and, and so, Barry Bonds. Yeah, of course, they were they, so they talented cheated, beforehand. Right? Of know? course, of course. But I'm saying like. How can you blame everybody the same when you don't know who it helped more, who it helped less, you do who, didn't, who they, didn't actually use it? But they I, do bet know you, exactly. I bet you there was a player on there who was like, don't even do it for me because like, it, it throws me off. It distracts me. Like, There's probably somebody yeah. on the team who did that. 
and they, and there was and someone someone came out and said something like that they said you know I, I you know i knew it was going on but i didn't use it because i thought it was distracting like right. you can't it's like how how do you know when like yeah i'm sure there was some advantage and and honestly it could have it could have been one pitch one pitch that uh, that changed everything you know yeah. and and that's what tipped the 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 playoffs in the world series and the in the astro series that's what you, that's this unknown you know factor going on it just i just don't know how you fairly punish everybody and then once you start doing it it's just like it, i don't know how you could accurately assess blame and it, let's say you find every every one on the team what a million dollars is that again does that change anything does you know that, who it changes it changes know? the people who probably didn't no probably didn't use it as much like the the guy who's the pinch hitter he only gets a couple at bats a week like you mean the carlos beltrans of the world well that's, that's not carlos beltran he's obviously a specific no, case but, but, but in, in another year, bench another bench player who's on the team who only got 100 at bats for the entire season if he gets a million dollar fine that's his whole salary right. you know what i'm saying like but at least like at least like a percentage about, fine or something and, and, and i and i and I think Jose Altuve was winning that MVP anyway. Every, that that whole entire 2017 MVP discussion, everyone was talking about why Judge shouldn't have won the MVP. Everyone was talking about his strikeout rates. And if Darren Judge would have popped out to the infield 30 times instead of struck out, he would have won the fucking MVP. Sorry for cursing on your podcast. I mean, this is just we already <laughs> said shit and talked about poop down the leg a couple times. I think it's all right. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I, I think there was there was never a compelling case, um, you know, if you unless you were talking about strikeouts and you're talking about batting average, but you can look at their splits. I mean, you the home and road, you stuff. can see the evidence in, outside of just the, you know, who came forward and, 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 you know, discussed who did what you can look at the splits and, and they're glaring. I mean, you look at someone like Clayton Kershaw, whose entire legacy is like, you know, I'm not saying his entire legacy in the playoffs, but like he 90 percent of his legacy. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> destroyed by by. By the, by the, uh, the Astros and like you're trying to put, protect the players protect all the players because these players are gonna I mean you Darvish was run out of town after that after that uh, that 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 um, that World Series I mean you you have to do something about it. and like my thing is all right at least make a warning right at least uh, at least make a formal warning to these players like you do with steroids right where if you do this that you know it, make make a scale like you did with steroids like you know a one time offense two times offense and three times you're out right uh, you could do that as well with the warning and and make sure that hey you're on probation for the next x amount of time where if you have any uh types of you know legitimate um uh offenses in in whatever reason you're going to have a hefty, uh, a hefty uh, penalty to you. Like, there's nothing right. like that to the players. But, but, but even if they did that, but did, would this make you feel better? Would this make anyone feel yeah, better? Yeah, make me feel better. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I need to see some know. kind of indication of the players. I, see, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Again, they celebrated the title in that moment. They they enjoyed that joy. They had the parade. They spent the money like nothing. And and, and short of finding Doc Brown and getting in the DeLorean and going back in time, I, like there's 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 literally there's nothing that we could there's nothing that us as a fan can do. And I don't. But do you think, think that this is a steep? But that that's the but the, see this is the exact problem for me. Like this is not a steep enough punishment that would make me think that in the future a team won't do this again. Like you oh said. no oh absolutely this is this is absolutely not a deterrent. Say you lose two years worth of draft picks lose five million dollars and then like you're a, a gm or a coach and you lose your job big deal like okay aj hinch is still has three years left on his deal he's living the dream right now the dream of getting fired and still being not having to work and still AKA being the Knicks head coach job <laughs> yeah exactly like being fired and still being owed a substantial amount of money like that's the dream yeah that's and I, absolu- I, that's that's absolutely the dream i think the the gm thing lunau is how you say his name right mm-hmm. he that's the interesting one to me too because he could easily now be reinserted into a different front office where he's not the head gm but he could be calling all the shots and just not be the front man and he can get in there really like they're not going to make Hinch a bench coach. Like that's not going to do anything for any, for him. But the the GM guy, like he can slide back into a front office, take a lesser public role, and still do a lot of things he was doing. And you know what? I think you have to say they were doing a good job without the cheating. But they, you don't know. They, but that's the thing. They you may don't have. Know. They may have not won. They may have not done this or that exactly to a T. But this is a good, talented team. No one denies that Altuve's talented. No one denies that George Springer's talented. Correa, even guy like Evan Gaddis, who's just a, really a, a big time hitter. But a good like, team and a great team is totally that twenty sixteen team. I'm, saying, I'm talking about from the GM perspective. It, it is pretty much undeniable that he did a good job building a team. Other than the fact that they were cheating to do even better. So I think for the GM perspective, that's all I'm talking about right now. Him getting another job in a year is actually is pretty realistic, and I don't know if that's going to rub people yeah. the wrong way or not. People might not even freaking it, care to be honest. Exactly, because like okay, they they signed cheated, but they still 
rejuvenated Justin Verlander into, you know, the, an ace at age 37. They turned right. Garrett Cole into someone who wasn't able to fulfill his potential into someone who just got a $300 million contract. They turned all these random uh, Colin McHugh and uh, Peacock into like really like usable guys and guys that can carry loads in the playoffs and guys who were scrap heaps from other organizations and come in and they thrive in Houston because they have this, these analytics and they have, you know, all this data and information they've been able to to use it to their advantage so like again you have like the spin rate the, for charlie morton which yeah. by the way like justin verlander like I, I i understand that it's probably direction from mlb saying don't say anything but it's so frustrating for me for justin verlander who's so vocal about any form of cheating tampering in the game of base of the sanctity he's such an old head when it comes to comes to that kind of stuff um and you know doesn't say it's just completely silent. Like there's, it just. There's, what do you want him to say? I, the <laughs> well, same he, thing he, he said about the same thing he said about every other domestic abuse case or t- or sign stealing case in the MLB for the past you know five six years. I mean, well, he, he yeah, he stayed silent the same way when um Marcelo when they got us I mean, when, they, when they got Osuna. They, right. He was t- he was talking about against um, uh, Jose Reyes and other other guys, and then second Osuna goes, we got to support our players. Like yo, come on, man, like get get it together, Which get it together, think, Justin. And then you you got to think so. If, if that's the case, then he's probably complicit with it. Even though, like everyone's saying, okay, well, you think that the pitching staff is out of it, but something they like that. They know what's going on. You got to think, right? They know what's going at, on. At least the, anybody yeah. in that 2017 clubhouse. I mean, you don't Every, know. Everyone in that clubhouse was aware of what was happening. Whether or not they're complacent, whether or not they're, you know, whether or not they were active, everyone knew what was going on. There was a fuck. There was a fucking trash can being banged in the dugout every single game you have to know what's going right. on even by proxy just like wait what's going on well, who's uh who's that guy uh is he our intern is he banging or, what's he doing that for like somebody you're gonna raise an eyebrow yeah. at some point but let's r- rally this conversation back to another point here because we're gonna end up talking in circles about is this punishment <laughs> worth it or not because i think there's an argument to be said that you can never satisfy the fans That's especially the opposing fans you're never going to satisfy them enough Unless you suspended everybody or indefinitely like, canceled the the Astros for a full season, but that's not realistic, right? So let's move on from that for a second. I want to talk about it in uh, in regards to other types of cheating, if you will. So, Andrew, how do you look at something like this? That's technological sign stealing. It's not you know you're looking at the coach in the dugout and figuring out what he do- what it means when he touches his ear to his chin to his nose. It's different than that. It's technological. We've covered all that stuff. But how do you look at this technological cheating? Um, in regards, I mean, in accordance to maybe steroids, for example, like where do you place that on the cheating scale? Are they equal as one worse than the other? How would you judge these people now moving forward? And when you're talking about legacies and et cetera, uh, I don't, that's, that's a, that's the million dollar question. Um, you know, it, I think it, I think at one point or in, on one hand that, you know, it, let's say, you know, cause the, the breakdown of what the Astros are doing, they had a smart camera in center field that was able to learn that it was like hooked up to a computer that was able to learn the signs and decode them. And they were able to, uh, and you know, the, the computer figured it out and they were looking at it via the monitor. Right. So let's say that, and, and then they were signaling the signs in, in real time as, as the technical, the technical term goes to it. So let's say, let's say they, the, this camera that they had set up was just machine learning. And then they just, instead of doing in real time, that they just like printed it out and gave it to the hitters and said, you know, like when you're on second base, um, if you look in and you see the sign and this this is their sign, this is how you code it. I don't think that's much different than like a scouting report than any other like you know if the pitcher you know. Well, it's a little steps, different. Step, it's the yeah, same yeah, concept as like the Belichick thing with the taping practice. It's like a, it's yeah. it's probably not as bad as what they were doing, but it's still definitely above the the sanctity yeah, of, when you, when of you, old school stealing signs. Yes. Yes, of course. You know, but I don't I don't think it's that outside of the realm. But when you're when you're going into uh, when you're talking about steroids, too. But again, all these they're all it all comes down to a choice. You know, it's either you're going to play by the rules or you're not going to play by the rules. Yeah. Um, you're either going to make the choice of, um, you know, I want to get every kind of competitive edge that I can or, or, or I'm, or I'm not, or I can find, draw a line at a certain, at a certain point. Cause I think there's a big difference between gamesmanship. Like when a rod, uh, that famous play, I think it was like 2004, 2005, where he yelled, ha, 
with the when he was running past the the guy at third base that he dropped the ball. I think that's a gamesmanship versus you know obviously using electronics uh, devices to steal and decode signs right. and to and and let the batters know what's coming in real time. I think there's a, there's a very fine line. So I don't know if I could say one is worse than the other. I think or you know I think it it all depends on context and it all depends on. Um, even the results, you know, but again, I don't, I don't, again, even with steroids, you know, Barry Bonds still had uh, like a a 500 on base percentage in 2004. Like he still had to hit the ball. Who knows how much steroids helped him or who knows how much the sign ceiling helped the Astros. You, you know, there was some effect, but you don't know to what you, nobody's ever going to know to what degree. So I can't, I can't definitively say what one's worse than the other yeah you can never truly quantify either one but the thing about steroids that i think about in in regards to the the cheating by one team with steroids you had players across the league on all different sorts of teams pitchers and hitters we only know about a select few of who definitely used it but we assume many others did use uh, steroids at some point and in a way, we look at that era as its own thing. And that's why when I think about the Hall of Fame and I think about Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bonds, I'm more likely to say I'm accepting of what they did because it was going on cross-team, cross-league, cross-hitters, cross-pitchers. So there is a little—it's not an even playing field because not everybody used steroids, but there is some sort of measurement stick that you can use that's more realistic than this this cheating by the Astros because it was going on on many teams, on many players' accords. And that's, and that's yeah. why the steroids thing is maybe a little more easy to swallow because it was going on across things. Now, if it comes out that the Red Sox were doing this, the Astros were doing this, the Dodgers were doing this, the Tigers were doing this, everybody was like seven teams were doing this, maybe we could look at it a little yeah. bit different. Um, but that's how I feel quickly about the steroids versus that, the camera stuff. That's exactly what well, that was going to be exactly my point is that the difference between steroids to me is is two things. One is what you just mentioned is that steroids was uh, the choice of the individual, whereas this is a systemic organizational issue that's gone on for an extended period of time where multiple people were in on it. And it's seemingly limited to two teams at, at the right. moment. It seems like it's limited. Yeah, that's to two all we teams. know about right now. Right. And the other thing with steroids is that it, what's it's actually kind of similar in this respect is that there weren't really rulings on steroids until we found out about steroids, right? And, and that's kind of what happened in baseball with the sign stealing, right? We, we kind of knew, that, and, and I get it, like every team's going to try to take advantage of a system if there's no rules in place. That's that's fair game, right? You try to find loopholes until you until you get caught. And that's, that's fine. But at the point where the, the Astros were cheating, it was known that they could not be doing this, right? right? So at that point, I, I think that, you know, I think we view that the same thing with steroids in that respect where once we knew that it was wrong and we accepted it was wrong, mm-hmm. then we all did that, right? And then we all then we all had that feeling. And then a lot of people stopped doing it after that. Most people stopped doing that after right. that, right? And there's probably still some some lingering. Right. You look like, at the Mitchell know. Report and all that stuff was, uh, A, unsubstantiated, ruined a lot of reputations. We don't know for sure if that's it. Like, that's where the bulk of these these allegations came from. And um you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's just, it's different to me. And in my opinion, I mean, we, we, I don't want to belittle any, I think the top three scandals that have ever happened are are steroids, this, and, and the white, uh, the, the black socks, right? Right. Which is so long ago, it's like a different universe. Right. But ultimately if you, on paper, I'd say that that's worse than the black socks is worse than, than this, but I'd say this is like one B, right? I think this is a huge, huge like incredibly uh, inc- like it's such an offense right it's such an offense to the sport um and, and i understand it you know it's not like the number one rule in baseball like gambling is where it's a sign on every clubhouse or whatever the case is but in terms of the edge you get out of it and i understand we can't get hard statistics on uh, and, and hard facts on on how much better they would have been in the same light as steroids but if, if a whole organization and perhaps multiple organizations were in on this um I think this is such a black eye on baseball, um, and, and I, I just don't. I, you, this is only going to get worse if you if you don't make a punishment that's going to be hard enough for it, right? I mean, because that, that that this people are still going to try to find edges. That's the whole point of analytics, right? Is to right. Is to get information to get an advantage, and people are going to take advantage of these things. So, I, I think this is a huge black eye on baseball. I think this is worse than steroids, and um, uh, in in a different way. And um, you know, I I just I hope that I hope that 
this doesn't happen again because it really like as a baseball PRS and yeah. baseball fan, it and offends me. Unfortunately, this is the first off season baseball podcast where actually no, we did one other one when we the we talked about the manager stuff and and the Yankees now becoming after the Garrett Cole. We did the Garrett Cole right. signing. Yeah, but other yeah. other than the Garrett Cole signing and the Mets getting a new manager, this is the only story being talked about in baseball right now. And in a sport that though is very strong locally, had some good numbers on a national scale last year when you're talking about TV ratings and whatnot. The one thing you cannot deny about the MLB right now is that they're struggling to get talking points and they're struggling to get uh, a foot in the door on national sports talk shows and sports center, even for that matter. And this is the only thing. It's the same concept during a football offseason where maybe there's not a lot of free agency signings or big moves and there's a domestic violence charge. It's the only thing that's being talked about. It's not a good thing. Now, granted, the NFL is too big to fail at this moment the ratings just keep going up and up and people love it so much that they look past it with baseball when they are struggling to get those talking points and this is the only one that uh, is a piece of spaghetti sticking to the wall it's not a good look and it's tough to swallow and and somebody in me who criticizes the MLB or you know appreciates the NBA for what they do uh, driving storyline and driving narrative outside of the court stuff baseball is searching for that and even last year with the free agency stuff you got the two biggest free agency uh, signings, Harper and Machado. They didn't even sign for how long because who they was even sure? Much. Who was even sure what they people wanted to pay them? And they ended up getting their deals and they got paid and whatnot. But for a sports that that's struggling to stay relevant in the world of national sports talk, this is the only thing that's sticking, and that is just not a good look. What is even a possible storyline that's not local, that's national, that can take over and force somebody who does a national show to even talk about baseball again? Yeah, and, and, and with MLB, you know, I think they were doing a lot better job this offseason, um, you know, especially during the winter meetings when everyone was expecting big baseball news. You had three major signings on back-to-back-to-back days, so I thought that was like a real positive instead of, you know, everyone was talking about, uh, like last offseason, we're talking about when is Harper going to sign, when is Machado going to sign. They didn't sign until March. You know, they, you know, those big signings got, uh, you know, pretty pretty early in the offseason. I thought that was a real positive, but then, of course, they shoot themselves in the foot with you know with this scandal and with right. the with you know and you can't even really, you can't blame baseball for this either like you can't blame like uh Rob Manfred for this it's just uh un or not un, not unnecessary but uh an unfortunate consequence of I don't know uh, about that you can blame Selig for steroids can't you i mean well oh, that yeah. was that, he, ab- he you, well, absolutely turned you'd he be turned able you'll be able to blame Manfred if he didn't give any look into it if he was just like oh yeah you know maybe it happened, maybe it I didn't mean, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> he's been doing that with the baseball this entire yeah, time I, like, I, oh. I think Manfred's uh-huh. turned a blind eye to every issue that's come up uh, since, since he's been i don't think Man- Manfred has really addressed anything uh, appropriately since he's been and all he, and all and all he's taught i I'm convinced that there's no one who hates baseball more than Rob Manfred. He always <laughs> constantly, he's constantly just, you know, making changes to make changes to the game. Yep. Um, you know, and I don't think any of these changes of, um, you know, the, to speed up, up the yeah. pace of play right. stuff, nothing, nothing is, you know, I don't think that's the driving force, uh, like, uh, in between to getting younger fans and that you're cutting off three minutes of the time because of, so a, a lefty pitcher now has to face three batters in a row. Like that makes that may, it makes no sense to me. And he, right. he, he I, like, he's so out of touch with what fans want and, and what, what fans want. And, you know, him, the, even up up until last year where they were banning gifts of MLB on Twitter and like not allowing, mm-hmm. you know, now the job boys, luck, yeah. the fun. Yeah. Now all the, now finally like the job they feel like they've started to turn around a little bit and allowing the John boys of the world to you know, come out and be a bigger presence and you know cultivate those younger fans but I mean it's it's taken so long for them to to do anything about it and, and again Manfred is just this guy who who he just I don't think he has the fans uh, or you know general baseball growth at heart I think you know he's always been hired by you know his job is to work for the owners, and he he's done a great job at that. But <laughs> it, it, at the expense of at the expense of the fans, it's 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 been rough. It's been it's been a it's been a rough road for 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 MLB in general. I mean, look, unless he could convince the owners, or not even the owners, but the front offices, that their dad is wrong, and that strikeouts you shouldn't have them, and that ground balls are cool. Like, unless you could convince baseball that their data is wrong, pace of play, and the amount of action in one baseball game at a time. 
It's not going to change because the data is undeniable right now that swinging for fly balls and home runs is more effective. So until you convince them that their data is wrong and these players need to start playing differently, the pace of play thing is not going to change. Like, That's a good point. Right? Like, how else could it possibly change? The, well, uh, the strike zone thing is not going to change anything that much, um, even though I don't hate the electronic strike zone thing. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. Um, and also the pitch clock, I think there's some positive that can come to that, but it's not going to fix everything. It's not going to make young kids be like, oh, that's a cool thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> No, that's it's a systemic it's a systemic problem. They, you know, they got to market people, and again, they're they're making baby steps. Like now, you every everyone can play MLB the Show on uh, Xbox and Nintendo Switch starting in 2021. Like, why why was this? You know, why was MLB limiting its video game access to one system and the least popular uh, video games as console at, at that? You know, hey Just, hey hey, I'm a PS I'm a so, PS guy. Sorry, I'm an Xbox guy, but it's it's all it's all it's all good. You know that I've been I've been waiting for MVP baseball to come back for for my entire life. Yeah, you ain't getting uh, that back. They yeah, he's not getting no, that licensing back. No, they 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 always talk they always talk a talk a big game about wanting to bring it back and then. Uh, well, as an Xbox they, guy, they you never, don't know MLB the Show is a fantastic game. I actually oh, got I, a PlayStation <laughs> like three years ago just for the show, and it was like the best decision I ever made. Yeah, yeah. and you actually like your PS4, don't you? I actually like it better than my Xbox these days. I was a big Xbox guy, and then uh, now, now I, I kind of switched over. I could see you on your Switch, no pun intended, playing MLB the Show on your. Well, no, you, I don't you, do sports games on the Switch. You don't have your commute anymore. You have like a three minute walk to I, your. I, you know, not you know, even three minutes. Humble, you know? humble brag, I, I guess. Live across the street. Me and Andrew are still on that bus grind out here. <laughs> oh, it's, ter- it's terrible. <laughs> well, I think. I think this is a good conversation. I think we covered a lot of stuff in regards to that. And the more we talk about it, the more we end up, excuse me, the more we end up talking in circles uh, about what's interesting, what can they fix, what can they fix. Maybe that's a, a different podcast for a different day. Um, but it is all interesting stuff. I do want to now switch over to the Mets uh, conversation here. You want to and, talk about Cora? Oh, well, yeah. Let's talk about Cora and then we'll go to the Mets here. So, Alex Cora, well, what is there really to say about Alex Cora? Uh, I mean, I could pull up actually. While think, you talk, think, I'm going to pull up a clip and I'm going to play yeah, it. Yeah, I actually think there's a lot to talk about Alex Cora. Drew, do you, do you agree? Yeah, uh, 100%. I think that the Red Sox could see exactly what's coming here. And Writing on the wall. I don't. I don't I don't. I don't think it was out of the question that Alex Cora might be getting a lifetime ban from baseball, because because of this uh, because of this scandal. And do you the think Red he Sox will though did. after the one year suspension? Like I think he deserves one, but do you think that he's going to get one? Uh, I don't know. After see, I I don't know. Maybe getting fired beforehand, and I I don't know. Well, what but, about that press conference? But, I don't know if you guys saw I, that. I have. Yeah. I actually have a sounder. Well, not even oh, yeah. not, not even that, that. Not even that. that the, the, the release that the Red Sox made. They 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 glorified him. They they like they 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 deified him and said how amazing he was. Didn't show an ounce of remorse for this guy and and just said you know we, we he's been tremendous for the organization. We hope him the best. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, but you you don't you don't mutually agree to part ways. Like it, like that's not what's going on here. They like, were doing that to cover them that, their own ass. I know, but yeah, that, and but if it insults us, it insults us as an audience. If the Mets and, and, fire and Beltran, press- they're doing it to cover their own ass. They're not doing exactly. it because they're and, mad and, at him. And the press conference that they had, they were basically just stonewalling reporters and like saying like they were asking these questions and they basically weren't answering anything. They weren't talking about, uh, you know, uh, the, the their thoughts on the investigation. They were they were basically just stonewalling the reporters and it was it was bizarre to follow on Twitter today. It's been it's been a yep. it's been it's it been was. wild. It's been wild twenty four hours. Baseball Twitter uh, is on fire. Drew's right in now. the weeds with it with me. Like a baseball Twitter and baseball Reddit and stuff like that. I'm loving it. It's it's it's, it's it makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though it's for a negative thing. Well, but not it, for a Yankee fan. True, like this true. is like the trifecta right now. I mean, right. I hate the Astros. Like Christmas I hate, baby. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> we got Garrett Cole this all season. We. I, uh, I hate the Red Sox. I hate the Astros, and I hate the Mets, and they're all they're all getting their comeuppance. What if Garrett Cole got suspended because he was on the team? How about that? How do you feel about that? Huh? Uh, Garrett, huh? Garrett, Cole, Garrett Cole had no idea what was going on. He was yeah. completely unaware. <laughs> and if anything, he spoke out against it. If he yeah, did, right, know. right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the, the second the Astros got eliminated, he put on that free agent hat. He said, "I'm not part of this." So this team. is a disgusting organization. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to a pristine organization like the New York Yankees. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, all right, let me play this clip here. Um, quick little. Um, 
attribution. My guy, Chris Presley from The Fan, uh, update anchor over there. He posted this video. I don't know if I'm allowed to play this, but not enough people listen to this podcast where they're going to come out here and, <laughs> and knock us down anyway. So who gives a crap? Never doubt the MLB when it comes to uh, yeah. <laughs> copyright. You know what, though? If the, MLB finds, if the MLB finds our podcast, <laughs> the Sports Blog New York podcast, in the next week and takes down this episode, that'll be a huge win for us. You so, get credibility out of you it. You know yeah. what? I'm going to actually, I'm definitely playing it. But <laughs> Crystal Presti uh, from The Fan, uh, my buddy, he posted this. It's uh, He attributed somebody else, but I don't know who it is. Pac-Man Gridge, whoever that is. All right, here's the video of Alex Cora. You're not going to be able to see the video, but here is the audio. I was just how you feel. Uh, obviously, your, your pitchers took, took a beating these last couple of days. Uh, I, yeah, it, it wasn't a good weekend on the field. Uh, uh, that, that's a good offensive team. We know that. Uh, they're, they're a lot better than last year. The attention to detail is phenomenal. I was joking with somebody that their biggest free agent acquisition is Carlos Beltran. Uh, you know, he, I know how it works, you know, he, he, he's helping a lot. You know, they're, they're paying attention to details and we have to clear, clean our details. Uh, it was eye-opening the last two days uh, from top to bottom. And I'm not saying, you know, devices and all that stuff. It's just stuff that the game will dictate and will scream at people. And it's right there. And uh, throughout the evening, you know, I was I was looking and I saw it, you know. And right now they're a lot better than us. So we need to get better. And there was Alex Cora. I mean, talking about Carlos Beltran specifically, a guy who's not the head coach of a team at this point or a manager or whatever. He's not a relevant player. And Alex Cora is bringing him up, winking, at the camera after saying how he was perhaps the biggest uh, off-season acquisition for for the team. Like, what a weird soundbite, and what a thing. Like, why would you ever think that's a good idea to he also say? Brought up the word devices out of nowhere. Yeah, and brings up the word devices. Like, if you know that this is what you're dealing with, and clearly Alex Cora knew what the hell was going on, how do you have that press conference? How do you say those things? How do you wink at the camera and at a reporter? It's, it's one of the it's, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. That, that's Huber, That's AJ Hinch. The same thing. It's 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 like it's like a like a Shakespearean drama. It's like hubris is their downfall. They they think that they can't be touched. And my my biggest takeaway on this because a lot of people in, on baseball Twitter and baseball Reddit are saying that this implicates the Yankees, and 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 I I do just want to dispel that because a. First and foremost, the MLB has already said they're not investigating the Yankees. The Yankees did not do anything wrong. Outside of that one fine they made because Larry Rothschild was an idiot and, and just used the bullpen phone. They said he was cheating. They donated the money to charity. It was nothing. But Yeah, he, all he did was he used the bullpen uh, phone. He improperly used the bullpen phone to call the replay room to see if the ball was called a ball or a strike. Yeah, right. that, just because that, Larry Rothschild is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're fine for being an idiot. But, but people are saying that this implicates <laughs> the Yankees. Tell me how the Yankees are going to be able to legitimately set up uh, this sign stealing system while they're in a guest stadium in, in London, right? That makes yeah. no sense. No way. And, th- and then yeah. the other thing for me is that people just want to bring down the Yankees now because who's who's got caught, right? The rival teams, right? Right, of course. But, and also outside of this area where we live, the Yankees are the big bad. Wolf. Right. And I understand that, but. The Yankees were probably, from my understanding, and granted, I come I come with the lens of being a Yankee fan and, and absorbing their information, but the Yankees were the, the most vocal, uh, vocally adamant uh, uh, people calling out the Red Sox and the, and the Astros over the past couple of years for cheating. Yeah. Do you think that they would be that stupid to uh, to throw stones in that glass house if they were doing the same exact thing? Absolutely not. CC Zabathia is saying that that he feels robbed of a championship afterwards. The, the, these are. They wouldn't be doing that if they if they right. were in the same system. Yeah. So and, and Cashman's come out and said, you know, he he's been very adamant about like, you know, again, he said you're either going to play by the you're going to make the decision to play by the rules, or your decision not play by the rules. So like again, it would be it would be the height of hypocrisy if the if Brian Cashman would come out and all these players yeah. would come out and make these comments, knowing that their hands are dirty as well. You know, I'm sure I have a question. Who who is the pitcher that went probably the most viral in the first John Boy video? Um, 
it was a couple years back. I forget who the pitcher was, but he was playing against the Astros, and he stepped off the mound a couple times. You know what I'm talking about? Danny, Danny Farquhar. Yeah, yes. Danny Farquhar, Farquhar almost died because Farquhar. of this system. He right. literally almost died when he got hit by a comebacker yeah. because they knew what the fuck, what the pitch was. So Farquhar noticed something happening. He didn't know exactly what was going on, but he noticed something was going on uh, while he was on the mound. What I wish, and in my dreams, when I when I look at these videos online and, I, and I'm imagining what could have been, I wish so bad that a guy like Danny Farquhar or another pitcher who noticed something was going on, you know, purposely calls a curveball. So this person thinks a curveball is coming and they're leaning in over the plate ready to, to pounce on this off-speed pitch and he throws a fastball behind his back. Like, that's what I would have wanted to see. That would have made me so happy to see because then in that's the what mo- Max Scherzer did in the World Series. That's what they were saying. They said right. they kept switching up the signs uh, and and doing the opposite of what they were calling so that they couldn't catch on. Right, and I wish it happened more intently and with more gusto, if you will, or more notice of what was going on. Like a pitcher stepped off or threw a pitch behind a guy and then pointed at the dugout and said, like, they're doing something over there. Something's going on. That was happening. And that, that's the whole but thing. But how, how come that didn't catch? How come that didn't pick I up have, until afterwards? Because you, need, you needed someone like Mike Fears or Fires or however you pronounce the name, a former Fires, player yep. to come out and say something. You need that. That's what, otherwise it's just allegations, and the MLB doesn't have to investigate things. That's just rumors and hearsay. You don't have to do anything yeah, on it. It was it was it was the perfect storm of the fires coming out, and then you know all these other again John Boy and all these other guys coming in doing these videos and these analysis and like MLB at a certain point MLB couldn't ignore it anymore. Like it it, it created it was too big at, at that point um, for MLB to yeah. just kind of sweep sweep it under the rug. Was Fires the guy who had the weird interview where he was like you no, know that was was, you're thinking of Joe Musgrove. Yeah, John Musgrove. Joe Joe Musgrove. Yeah, Joe he Musgrove. he came out and said, you know uh, what what was happening over there might have been happening. It was happening, whatever. But you can't put past the, how hard we worked and <laughs> how talented this team was. Basically saying like we're guilty as f, but we also tried really hard. And he was on the and he <laughs> yeah. was on, he was Mike. like a pitcher on on the on, on the uh, Pirates. Now nobody would have cared. Like he could have yeah. just kept his mouth shut. He could have <laughs> not said anything ever and been forgotten about this whole thing. Yeah. And then but the fact that he come out and said that probably means he had a guilty conscience. He probably yeah. felt like they were doing something pretty shady, and he didn't like it probably, especially as well, a pitcher. As a pitcher, well, you also, don't want that happening against you. You know, he also plays for the A's now, so he, uh, you know, it's a, it's a division rival, and he's probably sick of uh, it going on. And uh, another notable thing about Mike Fires is, did anyone happen to notice the, his beard that he uh, that he did? So no, he basically had like a uh, – so look up Google – everyone Google Mike Fires' beard. <laughs> Uh, when you get the chance, so he had this weird, weird ass beard. It was basically a connected. It looks like a backwards G across his face. Oh, so that's that weird. Would start that's right. weird. Oh. right, I've seen that before. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 horrendous. It's the only thing I remember him from. Uh, <laughs> Does it have anything this, to do with the cheating? This, <laughs> no. <laughs> him him coming out against the cheating and him having this god awful beard at the end of last season. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Well, all right, Sports Blog New York podcast. Let's let's finish up here. We're starting to get a little bit long, not too long here. One, but one I, quick thing before I, you yeah, do I it. do want to get to the Mets. So, Andrew, why we finish this last little talking point here? Gather up your investigative tweets that you've gathered, and uh, we'll run through those about Beltron and the Mets in a moment. Yeah, sure. I got them up. What do you got, Alec? You said you had one more point. Oh, you, I didn't know if you wanted it. I no. said after the one more point. Uh, oh, okay. Pay I, th- there was a, I, I saw something funny on Reddit. I just had to make it. People are saying that the Yankees were doing it. Uh, they're saying, you're telling me the Yankees are doing it? Just look at any video of Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Gary Sanchez against the slider. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did not know it was yeah. coming. <laughs> no, absolutely. Giancarlo Stanton. The, the, there's, there's not a... A least aesthetically pleasing uh, <laughs> a, a strikeout than Beltran just swinging over the top. Hey, it's always he takes a fastball down the middle, swings at a pitch above his head, and yep. then he diving against a curveball around the with outside. That, with court. that short stance too. Oh uh, my god, it, it makes me nauseating. Want to punch, yeah, makes me want to punch my television every yeah. single time. Just like so, in like two two weeks, buddy. We're good. That's <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. Just, he look, just looks so helpless at the plate sometimes. It kills. Yeah. It kills me. And I remember. And then we'll go to Andrew's investigative reporting over here um in college when i was a college baseball player humble brag uh i was not an actual player i didn't play very much at all i was a pinch runner defensive replacement that was my role in the division three college baseball team uh but you know i was proud of it i worked hard i tried to get more time didn't really work out what are you gonna do but but yeah politics but uh me and the backup catcher used to uh you know we were involved in the game very active and him and i used to sit on a bucket right next to the dugout and in college, many teams get signs from the coaches. So the coach literally gives the pitch to the catcher from the dugout, 
in real time, and we were able to pick up signs by the first or second inning a lot of times, and we would say, let's go uh, to a player. We'd say, let's go first name if it was a fastball. Let's go last name if it was an off-speed pitch. And that's the opposite of that, – like that is the type of thing that people can get upset with but can't actually take a court on because you're dumb enough to have so simple signs that we picked it up by the second batter at the game. And like that's been that point has been beaten into the ground, but – we actually had players on our team who asked us to not do it. Like we had multiple players in the heart of our order who were like, no, I don't want it. It's distracting. I want to um, take my approach uh, the way I always have. And that's how I want it. And then there were some players like, yeah, please tell me if there's a fastball coming. <laughs> like, so everybody's different here. And that's what we were just to circle it back to, uh, to what we were originally talking about of who it helped and who it didn't. Clearly there were players who helped from it, but there are probably are some players who didn't really care for it or didn't want to use it or didn't use it at all. And that's why uh, the sweeping judgment or the sweeping punishment is so impossible to figure out. And uh, just to circle it all back to that point, like it's really tough to say what this could have done. And there's no way to ever quantify what exactly it did. And that's why we're in this place now where we have fans unsatisfied with the punishment. We have people like uh, Luno who are probably going to be back in the MLB at some point and Cora and Hinch, who knows what's going to happen, but that leaves us with one more guy. And that's Carlos Beltran, the current manager of the New York Mets. Uh, but we don't know for how long. He did not get fired yet, 10.04 p.m. on Wednesday night. But, uh, Andrew, give us a little breakdown of what you've been seeing on Twitter. Uh, so th- this whole this whole rumor of his firing came out from uh, his niece, uh, who is now private on Twitter. You can't see the tweet anymore. People have obviously screen capped it saying, you know, my uh, – unfortunately, she's actually the one who broke that Beltran was uh, taking the Mets job. Uh, to begin with, so this this is what kind of started this whole uh, this storm on Twitter that she's saying, "Oh, Uncle, you know, Uncle uh, uh, T.O. is uh, is is getting is uh, resigning, is stepping down from the Mets," and she did a little sad emoji face. Uh, so that kind of picked up storm, and then um, we have incarcerated Bob, uh, who's who's uh, said that the Mets have wanted to announce uh, today, but they need maybe some time to work out details of a contract. And then we have SNY's Andy Martino um, saying that, uh, okay, the tweet here is there's obviously a lot of, a lot of complex process and its length doesn't appear to bode well for Beltran keeping his job. Um, so he's also said that there's no Beltran decision tonight. They'd hope expected to address it uh, tonight at one point, but now it looks like uh, look for something tomorrow. Uh, so this doesn't look good for Carlos and, yeah. uh, but, but in, on the positive Met fans, Carlos Beltran will end his Met career undefeated <laughs> <laughs> as a manager, never as lost, manager. never lost, lost. never lost. Uh, a couple things to unpack with the Mets. Um, first off, right when Brody Van Wagenen starts to get some love from the fans of the, you know, he's, he's going to have a good off season. We like the Beltran hire. He just gets smacked in the face with the Metsiest of Mets stuff ever, where we hire the guy who perhaps may be the most guilty person in all aspects of the, the cheating scandal. So what a slap in the face to Brody and the Mets organization for finally getting fans on their side. Not that fans were expecting them, you know, to be the best team in their division or let alone be a, a title contender, but people were happy with the outlook of the Mets and this just sets everything back, um, throws a real wrench into things. And now even for a new manager, if Beltron were to get high, uh, fired, that new manager now comes in knowing he wasn't the first choice, probably wasn't the second choice, the third choice. I mean, this is just such a crappy situation now for Mets players to have to deal with something they had zero to do with and the new Mets manager to deal with something that he had nothing to do with. When you talk about, you mentioned Odell Beckham before, you know, I was always on the fence of, or on the side of the fence where, you know, I didn't really always blame Odell for being a distraction. I didn't always want to say, you know, he's doing all these things wrong because I didn't think he was doing that many things wrong other than being a little more vocal, a little dramatic on the sideline. But he worked hard. He wanted to win. He wanted the ball. Nothing that I could really get too critical about. But what you had to not deny was the fact that his teammates, a defensive lineman like Snacks Harrison, who... Uh, is a a loved player across the NFL and amongst other players, had to answer questions constantly about Odell Beckham. Um, The coach had to constantly answer questions about Odell Beckham. It didn't even matter exactly what uh, Odell was doing anymore. He was a distraction just by existing on that organization. And until he was gone, 
it was people were asked about him constantly, and that is what I imagine may happen with the Mets, and it's truly unfair, and it's unfortunate, but if the new manager, if Brody, if the players have to be asked about the situation, it is a completely unwarranted distraction that is unfair to the Mets, but maybe if Brody knew about this for some reason that Beltran was doing it, maybe they deserve some of it. Can I throw a fun But fact nonetheless, out? it sucks that the Mets now have to deal with uh, you know, projectiles from this, this scandal. Brody Van Wagenen, famously uh, A.J. Hinch's best man at his wedding. Mm. And, wow. Yes, and uh, continuously talked about it. Carlos Beltran's integrity during his presser. Oh God! Yeah, not yeah. Gonna, that, that those optics, not great. Not great, and no. but also like you know, there's very much a possibility where Brody really believed those things, and maybe he knew, maybe he didn't. I'm not going to say one way or the other. But now there is a black eye on an organization that by no means was connected to a scandal. Well, and and also Beltran, he denied, denied, he he did the deny, deny, deny. Uh, you know, yeah, counter. Yeah, he did. He he did that. But you know, I, I think I think that's the I think that's the nail in the coffin for him. You know, if he does go, is that he he lied. If he would have came out and said he would told Brody, okay, this is what happened, this is what I did. You know, and they hired him anyway. That's fine. And then you can address his spring training. You could you could do what they did with A Rod and the and the steroids. They sit down. You have a whole press conference about it. You get everything out there, and you say, okay, we're not going to address this again. So right, and and then that's it. And you nip it in the bud. Well, that's what a comp organization does that's Maybe. what the yankees did that's not what that's not what the mets would do i think it's uh, i think the, it's fair to to take time though and deliberate what you want to do i don't sure. i don't think that, that i think that they're in a different place than the red sox were with cora right mm-hmm. i mean cora won a title with the red sox well they well they also have to know something's coming if they, they if this wouldn't be happening i if if the Red Sox want to let go of Cora if they didn't know something was going to something something bad was going to happen with him, and the Mets wouldn't be contemplating on letting Beltran go, or Beltran wouldn't contemplate stepping down if something really bad no, wasn't disagree, coming. No, I disagree. I, I don't. I don't think that Carlos Beltran is going. He, he's not going to get punished. I mean, he he was named in the report. They already said the well, players. The firing are, would be his punishment, right? But that's not an MLB. That's not an MLB punishment. That that's mm-hmm. that's a punishment by by the front office of the Mets. So that's why it's different. Is that Beltran's not going to get punished by the MLB. The MLB already concluded their investigation on Beltran because uh, he was only involved in the in, in the uh, in the Astro scandal, and they concluded that no players will be will be um, uh, affected by this. It's not their fault that Beltran happens to be a manager now. So my question to you two both, as non-Mets fans, because obviously I'm the only Mets fan here on this podcast right now, if the Mets decide to back Beltran and say, you know what? Whatever happened may have happened, or what, what, however they angle it, right? They decide to keep Beltran as the manager. Do you, as a non Mets fan, look at this organization different, look at Beltran different, look at the whole situation from a Mets perspective differently, um, not being a Mets fan? Because obviously the Mets fans will be more likely to accept it, to say it's past him, uh, it's over, nothing to do with the Mets, whatever. But as a non Mets fan, and how do you think people around the league would look at Beltran if he stayed the manager of the Mets? I don't. I I guess I'll jump in first. I don't. I don't know. I guess this is my whole stance on the situation. Is like again, the players were trying to do whatever they could, you know, to gain a competitive edge. Um, you know, and I think it's a part of the reason why they're not getting punished to begin with. So if he sticks out as a manager, I don't think I look at Beltran, you know, any differently. You know, if he shows remorse and he answers questions and he addresses it, you know, that's and and that's it. Again, you talk about it once and you get it all out in the open, and then just. You, you move forward, you know, it, but that again, him having again, if it just, if it's just a matter of conversation and, you know, you know, facing the music of, of talking to the press about it and just, you know, you can nip things in the bud, like, uh, especially, uh, so I, so that, that's my indication that something that the suspension has to become because his name was directly in, in those papers as much as Cora's name was in the, in, in that report that maybe, you know, it was a special case because, you know, these are the, these are the architects of, of this, of this scheme. And these are the people who came up with it. And like, you know, they had to sit there in a meeting, all of them had to sit there in a meeting like, okay, so what are we going to do? So we're going to get the sign and what are we going to do? Are we going to clap hands? Are we going to whistle? Are we going to uh, wave our hands? in the air like no we'll bang a trash can like you had to sit down and you have to think this process from start to finish so I think that if he's if he's implemented and if he's you know if his name is in there and 
and the fact that he and they lied about it and you know something something uh, that's my indication of something has to be coming for him that the Mets are trying to get out ahead of and the same reason the Red Sox uh, you know and Cora quote I'm putting air quotes here mutually parted ways um, you know and they, they that's what they did so yeah. it's I, I mean I, I personally don't think he's going to get any punishment for this from MLB the, the, if they do fire him it's because of the optics of it right and, and it's it's He's already made an enemy of the media in in New York. I think it was Heyman that he he already personal or was it Sherman? He personally offended one of them by lying to them, and you know how the New York media is going to get it. If they don't like yeah. you from the get go, yeah. you you're not gonna you're not gonna go well in New York. That's just how it works. And then, um, in terms of uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well, while you think of it, I have something to add about the situation. I I, I don't know if you heard Mark Teixeira's take on the whole thing today on ESPN with Greeny. But Mark Teixeira was very, very, you know, stone cold about the situation, saying, like, the Mets have to fire him. Can you imagine the back pages of New York? Like, you you know what it's like about there. But, like, would that be another New York organization just deciding to make a ruling based off of the back pages? Like, that we know, we know now. Exactly. Right? Like, we know already as New York fans that if you operate off what the back page says, you're losing. You're not winning. You're not getting better. You're not making the right decisions. We know what the Knicks, we know what the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, everybody. These are the Mets. It's it's the Mets. So, like, would that be be almost such a double negative to just listen to whatever the back page says and do whatever they say? I mean, I don't know. There's a a strong part of me that wants to keep Beltron and and stand with them and say those were the mistakes that he made with a different organization. We hired a man to manage our team, to not cheat, to manage uh, the way we think this man, this former player, this guy who people do seem to really like, uh, manage this team. So there's a strong part of me that wants the Mets to stand by him and not overreact or just react if you want to call it not an overreaction to the back page and to the tabloids and to this and that and I don't know I don't really agree with what Mark Teixeira said obviously honestly I don't really agree with anything so Mark Teixeira says it's hard to take analyst uh, analysis from a guy especially when he's he's, who couldn't figure out how to not hit a ground ball to the second baseman in right field for four years and as much as I love Tex he was also quiet on his teammates using steroids yeah and he he could have easily been a user too so the Teixeira thing not to just attack him out of nowhere, but yeah, I don't particularly like hearing him talk about baseball. Well, and, and and there's a, and, <laughs> and the thing is, and the thing is, like, there's a reason why the Mets hired Beltran. There's a reason why they picked him over Girardi. There's a reason why they picked him over these managers. They said, you know, that he's a strong, he's you know, he can, uh, he, yeah, he's well, you can understand and who players like. He's he's someone who players can like and respect, and that's someone that he's gotten uh, praise from every single one of his teammates, and someone that he can bring a clubhouse together, and someone who understands analytics, and someone who can convey it to the players. That's why he was hired to be the manager of the Mets, and to think that you know. He can't skate. He can't handle a press conference. He can't talk to the media, and he can't like you can't just address this once and get it out of the way. So like, I think it really would be a a a reactionary move for Beltran to step down or for the Mets to let him go. I think I think at this point the Mets need to to stick with him. Uh, I mean. it, it would look so bad that if you're looking for a manager, you know, four weeks before spring training starts. Yeah, it'd be tough. So, yeah, all just, right, let, let's make our, well, let's who, make our who, final. Then, well, who, who takes over then? Is it right. Terry Collins is going <laughs> to turn, going to become, oh, become no. the manager again? Like, I think Buck Showalter's still out there. Call him. Call him right now. Yeah, get, like, get him on hold. Just we know case. the Orioles didn't cheat because I mean, look at their record. For the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's make our final ruling here before we say goodbye. Uh, I think myself and Andrew kind of just showed our hand a little bit, so I'll just go first, and then we can make our final ruling. I think the Mets should stick with him. I think they should get in front of it in a different way and uh, make sure he comes out with the proper talking points of being apologetic, understanding what he did and the consequences of it, and maintain that you hired him for other reasons that have nothing to do with cheating, no intent of it. It shouldn't even be a part of the Mets organization and give the chance, uh, give the guy a chance to become a manager uh, in New York of a team that he had some amazing years with. So I think they, there is that aspect and I think they should stay with Beltron. I don't know how strongly I feel about it, but that is the side of the fence I'm on right now. Andrew, um, it sounds like you're on the same side. So why don't you go next and then we'll let Alec close it out for us. 
Yeah, I, again, he's they're the reason why they picked him over all these other candidates. All these other, especially with a team that's you know that's ready to win now. That has you know the the reigning uh, you know rookie of the year and has you know has has pretty competent players throughout the diamond and who have uh, you know addressed the bullpen and maybe they got a little bit worse in the starting rotation by losing Wheeler to a direct competitor. But you know that's a, still a pretty strong starting rotation and if the bullpen can improve and. You know, I think they got hitters around. Like this team's ready to win. They're, they're at least, Not you know. Division. Well, yeah, that's the toughest division in baseball. At least, at least uh, in the be in the conversation for for a playoff spot next year. Like this team is ready to go. So I think that you you made this decision to 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 hire Beltran and for him to be your guy. I think you have to you have to stick with him. You have to see this through. You know, you weather the storm and you know spring training's pretty long and you know just just stick with it address it and then move on from it from there you know unless there's some other allegations there's some other information that we don't know about yet that that may come to light within the next week or two or let's see what happens with the Red Sox uh, investigation let's see what see what what continues to come out about it so this I feel like there's got to be more to this story at the same time um yeah, I, I believe it or not, I don't really have an idea of what I expect out of this or what I want to happen. Which I'm is shocked. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, You're an opinionated guy. I am. I am. That's why uh, I talk to you on this podcast all the time. I, I actually, I, I feel, I feel bad for the Mets because I, I, I don't think this case, I don't think they knew about this, and I mean, you know, you might point to things like the AJ Hinch connection with Brody Van Wagenen. I mean, you got to think that the Red Sox hired Alex Cora for that reason, right? To bring that whatever you got to do to get the edge mentality, right? And if that's what it includes, but. Um, the, the one thing I, I, I think that, that, that I, I can't see them doing is staying quiet on it, right? And that's all I really want, like you guys are saying, is right. I want to hear— You can't uh, let too much time go by without saying anything. Right. But I also understand, like, taking your time and making a decision on this because I think it's completely different than, than Hinch or Cora. Right. Um, so I, I, I think the, the only bad—it's going to be a bad look no matter what. Um, but I think the, the 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 one move you can't make is just staying quiet on it, and you need to come and, and you need to come out pretty quickly with uh, your response. Next forty eight out by the end of this week, something has to be said. And another ad uh, I saw on Twitter before the Mets Fan Fest thing that they do Friday. every year is a week from Saturday, so it's about I guess ten days away now, or nine days away. So if you get to that Fan Fest. Things need to be answered and as settled as possible. Obviously, no matter what happens, there will still be questions about it by next week. But whatever you can possibly do to make that as a non-toxic a situation as possible must be done. Whether it's firing him, whether it's standing behind him strongly, it needs to be a firm decision one side or the other. Like you said, Alec, the pitter-patter, the non-decision decision is the worst possible thing. You can't say, you know what? We know he did something wrong. We're going to take another week to think about it. You can't do that. By the end of the week, something's got to be said. Exactly. All right. Wow. This is a doozy of a podcast. I'll I tell you what. I this was it. good. This was therapeutic in a way for, mm-hmm. for us. And hopefully for you guys listening out there, uh, you agree and you feel the same way. And we can move on to pitchers and catchers and getting excited for the baseball season. Uh, obviously, we have basketball season in the middle and we have the football playoffs right in the swing of it. Like We're doing a podcast in mid-January with Wild Card Weekend a couple days away. And we're talking about the cheating of the Houston Astros and if Carlos Beltran should be fired as Mets manager. Well, if you want, we could talk about the Titans. I don't know what you want for the, the Niners. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, we could have Ryan, Ryan Tannehill has the, has the second most wins now against Tom Brady. That is absurd. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the Dolphins uh-huh. sneaky do all right against the, the Patriots. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, I think his records, I think I, I did the math on it a week ago. He's like five and eight career, and that's the second that's best. unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's behind Peyton. Uh, that's incredible. All right, well, <clears throat> Sports Block New York podcast. Um, any last words, Andrew Kalanya? Any last words? Uh, you know, I get. I feel like there's still, you know, some information that's going to come out about this that'll probably make half of this podcast uh, moot. Uh, hey, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think this is this has been uh, a pretty eye-opening experience for not only you know the these these teams are involved, but the 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 ramifications around baseball. Again, this will be something that's talked about uh, for I I believe for years to come. I hear you, Alec Argento. Any last words? Yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to see the Astros and the Red Sox go around the league this year and go to different ballparks. Ooh, yeah, that's a good good tidbit. Good tidbit right there. 
All right, Sports Blog New York podcast. Joining me today again, Alec Argento and Andrew Kalanya, my baseball gurus, if you will. I talk to them about baseball as much as possible uh, on the Sports Blog New York podcast. And stay tuned for the Sports Blog New York podcast 2020. Uh, I might have some changes coming up with the podcast. Some, some minor stuff. You know, some, 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 yeah. some little stuff. You know, stay tuned. If you're here an hour into this podcast, and you may be interested. Maybe you like the show. I don't know. Maybe you give it five stars and a rating and a review on the uh, old Apple podcast app. I'm not sure what you're doing with your time. <laughs> but if you are, thank you so much for listening as always. Always appreciate people who reach out and tell me they support the podcast and appreciate the podcast. It means the world to me, and I know anybody else who's involved, Andrew, uh, Alec, Duffy, Frank, anybody else who comes on with me uh, over and over again um, over these couple of years. So it's, it's really cool to do this pod. I really enjoy it. And even episodes like this that are filled with some tension and stress and trying to figure out what the hell is going on with MLB, with the Mets and with the Yankees and all that stuff. It was very, very fun. So Andrew and Alec, thank you very much. Signing off for the Sports Blog New York podcast. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. Peace.